Welcome to the VA Tourism Podcast. I'm Kodri Bento Williams. The VA Tourism Podcast is dedicated to Africa's travel and tourism industry, where leaders from the private and public sectors get to talk to us. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, and wherever I get your podcasts. In today's episode, the technical advisor, natural resource management at SADC GIZ, climate resilient Lisa Blanken, sheds light on the progress made in the implementation of the SADC tourism program 2020-2030. At a breakfast meeting with stakeholders on the margins of this year's Africa's Travel in Daba, Lisa said her outfit has been supporting the regional body in putting the structures in place, as well as build the capacity for the team to meet the needs of the time. Can you tell me more about this uh, project? Um, yes, for sure. So the German Federal Ministry of Economic Cooperation and Development through GIZ, the Technical Cooperation, um, has supported the tourism sector in the region since 2018. Um, at that point, actually, there were some changes on the on the regional level. You had the regional um, Rotosa, the regional tourism organization of Southern Africa, um, that was slowly being wound down and there was a stronger role for SADC to basically uh, uh, step in but also the, the countries as well as private sector really really still needed this this to happen um, so basically what we've supported SADC with is on the one hand side um, to get the structures in place on the, the, the policies but also getting a stronger capacity at SADC Secretariat uh, for this which needed to just yeah, it just needs to go through the formal system, so it has to be approved up to minister's level. Um, so originally, for example, there was no staff at SADC. Um, currently there is staff. They also are having now budget, and we're basically complementing that with having a 10-year action plan from 2020 till 2030 um, uh, to implement that on, on, on various levels, so from building partnerships to um, improving a visitor experience, uh, a removal of barriers. So there's various aspects of that. Um, and we're basically supporting, at this point, the first three years of that action, action document. So key activities are having better air access through the re- to the region. Um, there's a pilot where five countries are working together for Univisa, um, and also in the region, transfrontier conservation areas are also seen as key cross-border destinations um, to support and where countries can actually very practically work together on, on joint uh, market development. Okay. Now, uh, I mean, you sat on the panel and you, you had the challenges, obviously. Yes. There have been some wins, but in terms of from, from where you sit, uh, how are you going to help them address these uh, challenges? I think it's in multiple ways. Um, uh, what we've also seen here today is that um, it cannot only be government that basically that, that drives this um, uh, because they're, they're sitting in their offices. They have to, of course, help and implement. Um, but really the, the needs are coming more from either private sector or from actually the tourist, tourists themselves. Um, so it's on the one hand side really ensuring that, um, that it's, not a, it's not a government show. Uh, it will become a multi-sectoral show so that we actually um, address the right um, yeah, points. Um, that's on the one hand side. 
Secondly, I think it's yeah, it's important to develop a regional policy, um, but eventually there has to be also policy always has to be domesticated on a national level. But you also have to actually really have real implementable projects uh, to to see the tangible benefits. Um, um, for example, identifying really some key border posts that have bottlenecks and starting to see okay what can make that more tourism friendly um, and implementing programs to then eventually roll that out to the region but first find basically some key key bottlenecks first um, so so those are some of the, them um, as well as finding finding practical ways how um, how you for example can open up new air access or, or border border um, border post to regions that have high potential but just lack yeah accessibility um, now uh, regarding obviously there have been some pushbacks yes and uh, from uh, from the organization's standpoint how do you try to encourage them or if you like move on without those not necessarily interested to, to, to begin the process um, do you mean from governments yes. from SODEC side government or let's just say uh, stakeholders uh, to, to implement it basically yeah, yeah to um, yeah I'm just because I I, I, mean, I I listened to Mr. Digo explaining that yeah from their side they're putting some some, some mechanism and some legislation back home that helps chart the course of you know of the uh, tour operators yes but if it's not happening in another country then they feel short changed Yes, so I think I think that's one of the biggest challenges because um, also I think for from Sodic from Sodic as a as a whole, um, even if there's a regional policy, it still has to be implemented on a national level. So you can you can you can push, and I think we're we're definitely we trying to push. Um, actually, listening now today, I feel that uh, those tour operator um, dynamics are are inherently a key problem. It is in the program um, but listening from today it's like maybe we should actually prioritize that activity a bit more um, so the way to address it is still through regional exchange um, and and having that voice of the private sector around the table to to keep on reminding countries to do it um, but eventually unfortunately the the power of SODIC is not as far that they can say okay right this is going to be um, it's going to be national law automatically. So that's still, there is still basically that additional process of a member state, um, even though it's in, in regional policy, to then say, okay, yes, we're now going to revise our, um, uh, our, our rates for tour operators to, to operate in our country. So that's the, that's the sovereignty that does, does, does come in. Um, the only thing is that what we can really help with is setting the right foundations so that all stakeholders have a voice um, and that the, the intent of the regional policy is basically that integration. Um, but it, it, does, it does unfortunately end there. There has to... Uh, there, yeah. Okay. But again, I mean, I mean, finally, what I would say is that because obviously, uh, don't you think that it would be also be good to benchmark... The, the, the ones that have seen success. Yes, I mean, yes, example, yes, yes, for, for sure. something happening in Botswana or say Namibia or something, then you're able to tell a country X or Y that this was happening and 
you know. No, 100%. I mean, it's also done with the with the Univisa, for example. There they benchmark with the if the European Union as well as the East African community that have like a, a joint a yes. joint visa. So the benchmarking, I think, is um, is key and to find those best um, the the best practices. Um, and actually also then physically show countries to to experience how it's dealt with and that it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to limit basically economic development of your own country um, if you're allow, allowing um, guides from another country to come in um, so those are all measures that you can 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 implement um, to try and remove those barriers but it doesn't take away that eventually the country is a sovereign body yeah. uh, and they can make those own decisions. And sometimes they're also, it's it's difficult as well. So we're working often together with the um, the, the SADC organ, which is our defense security. I'm not 100% the acronym. Um, and they often see it more from a security point of view um, with not wanting, uh, for example, foreign nationals to just go into their country and but yeah. This, this so that, that's 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 argument for, yeah, yeah. for years, not mm. just the, the, the border post, but it's mm. been even at the, um, uh, you know passport control, interior around security. Sometimes mm. yeah, we understand, but it's heightened to the level that means that it can't even progress. No, no, no. I think that's. Uh, no, I think that certainly. But currently, they are progressing because okay. they have the uni visa where you have five countries where they, are, they have tried to overcome this security matter. Um, but it's still a challenge that we're facing. And I think SADC now really tries to get the different directorates at least together on a SADC level. Um, so yes, the, tour, the tourism unit is within food, agriculture, natural resources. They are engaging with the organ as well on, uh, on, on these matters that, that concern borders or visas. Um, and if it's air access, they are engaging with also the infrastructure to address those, so there is that cross-sectoral engagement, okay. which I think is quite, uh, which is it's 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 key, um, and I think also once it's it's also in in, in development. Um, uh, our own project, I've also, for example, supported Transfrontier Conservation Area setting up a, a regional network where there's multi-sectoral uh, engagement. I personally see also potential that the tourism sector comes more together not only on marketing with an Indaba like this um, but but also comes together actually on more of the policy issues um, to get that input from multiple stakeholders um, there are these meetings where, where people are together in any case so I think it's quite easy to in future leverage leverage on those um, and and not have those uh, those silos and inviting basically also the different sectors to the, these kind of um, Forums, yeah, so that at least that engagement is there because you you need sometimes really that that way that 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 platform to for other sectors to understand what the problems are from a tourism point of view, um, and even finance. I mean, eventually the, the, the tourism is a contributor to GDP, so they have to they have to eventually also see that prioritizing investment investing in in roads, uh, you know, also contributes. To, to multiple sectors including tourism. Yeah. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you.